This is Chrome Bills, by the way. Chrome Bills. And we're drunk. Chrome Bills, y'all. It's Chrome Bills, y'all. It's Chrome Bills, y'all. We built it from the ground floor. Pound for pound as we found a crowdsource. Now you hear a loud roar and a downpour of A.O. from the south. SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you go. Subscribe and leave a comment. Be a friend of the show. Seize Mike, Steve, Bill, Zane, K, Chromosome. Want a Chrome Bill shirt? Pay Palace the dough. The intro and the interlude's new. There's something huge in the interview. Who are you? Who are you? True. We'll see through like an x-ray. I pass it to C's with a fabricated segue. So press play and let us send the energy. Throughout the potosphere to all our friends and enemies. Eventually we gotta let it go viral Be sure to stay tuned for the episode title This is that time where I make a quick joke And write a quick note So it ends up on a clip show Yo, this shit's dope ah, Making each app better than the last show Either way I'm staring at Steve's cat's show If this is a road trip, let me hold you down Make that trip from NYC to Chrome Bill South It's Chrome Bill Shaw It's Chrome Bill Shaw It's Chrome Bill Shaw it's Chrome Bill Show. It's Chrome Bill Show. It's Chrome Bill Show. It's Chrome Bill Show. You must want to want to be in the in the in the in the book of what records is the dumbest motherfucker, 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 motherfucker alive. I hope you dream of it. Lord knows I'm in need of it. It's been a long time since the giddy up raw high, and we all must move on in life. But I long in spite, you couldn't know what the longing's like It ain't right, in my mind some nights I take flight To a time and a place where you care for my lover's embrace How soft the skin of your face How marked is my heart from the tiniest taste Eyes like almonds, thighs like August Talk, I can't focus, no words could express the utterance unspoken The subtlest feeling of emotion And what is your awareness of the minds you have molded I know I'm not the only one that was touched by the Holy One When you stepped, spent a year under absent sun But you're having fun And I should get my shit together I admit, the longing isn't getting better As I sit, apprehensive to be penning this forbidden letter Maybe later I can drift into the meta For now, humanly regular With exigencies and vicissitudes And a feeling for the pitiful The rain on the windowsill The pain and the windy chill my genetic makeup changed by your love. A warm breast turned Ladies to and gentlemen. so tough, but it's really no rush. Or the past is the past. Gary Lamar. Hey, Gary Lamar welcome. is in the house. Welcome. Hey, 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 hey. Chrome Bills, episode 162. Right off the bat, I got a question. Eyes like almonds, and then is it thighs like augers or August? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was August, but then on that listen, I was like, wait, did he say augers? Because that was kind of be crazy, too, if you know what an auger is. Like, I was like, yo, maybe no. I have <laughs> that would that would be like thunder thighs right that's no <laughs> well that's how i went i was like damn maybe i'm wrong about this no it, it is august it's august thighs it's like really loggers <laughs> i'm gonna really have to fun. i'm gonna have to think about those too for the future <laughs> you, you're welcome to use that augers and augers. <laughs> <laughs> a back like a walrus thighs i'll like leave that one alone <laughs> <laughs> Steve, give us a credit. Uh, what what song did we just come into? Uh, that was of longing, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, yep. Off freedom rap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gary really, en- really enjoying it, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is uh, 
I think this is my first time doing anything like this. Normally, what I'll do is I'll 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 write a record, mm-hmm. I'll do a release show in my hometown, and then that's it. Whatever, like fifty or a hundred people show up to the show, those that's who knows about the record. <laughs> <laughs> do you take questions at the end of the show? Uh, people people generally don't have questions. <laughs> They're just no, one's like, no one's like quick question august or august? oh <laughs> I, you know i should have a q a at the end of shows so i think i think maybe people would like that or they wouldn't they'd be just i'm just trying to have a drink like i don't want to i don't want to play monopoly right now no i figure they come to the show they want to hang out you know they want to yeah most, they want some magic you know yeah but mostly people are just like hey that was cool right. see you later right you know but maybe who knows? Maybe that'll be the next thing. Q and A. So, uh, where are we interviewing you from? From home. I'm I'm in my home nice. in my basement where I do some recording. Yep. Here. We can relate, you know. So you got yeah. the mic set up. I see you got the keyboard in the back. Yeah, I was trying to use the condenser mic, but I don't. I didn't have it configured right. So I'm just gonna hold this mic like I'm rapping the whole time. <laughs> And really get into this interview here. <laughs> Actually, I think you should be cupping the mic if it was oh, going to be like <laughs> like a I, 2019. The acoustics rapper. are better this way. No, I, I, I check it out. No, I hate it. I hate when rappers do that. Oh, it's the worst. But then some some rappers are really adamant about it. Like it's they know it sounds bad, but they're like, "I'm a rapper. This is what I do." This is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, we had a Chrome Bill segment for a while where we would uh, Google images of. <laughs> rappers performing live and then we would guess if they were Mike Cuppers or not. <laughs> That's funny. I've I've then had to go back and find many a photo of myself cupping the mic. But you know, conversely, I would know that it's a mistake and say I just got hype in the moment. Whereas when people try and be like, "That's just how I operate," I'm like, "No, that's not the right answer." Yeah, like we all know, like there was a bad monitor. You thought you weren't loud enough. You got too into it. You know, there, there, are, there are a million reasons to cup the mic incorrectly. I don't know. I, <laughs> Never I, a good reason. I I also do sound um, <clears throat> here and there, so I just. Out of respect for the sound guy, keep my hand under <laughs> the grill. <laughs> oh, so you're doing sound. So- you're doing sound like at at people's shows, like running. Yeah, the, running the board. I've done okay. I've done sound for other people. Also done sound for myself. Okay. So, just just knowing, knowing <laughs> knowing the hell that that gives a sound person. Right. I I just I don't cuff the mic. And now when you say doing it for yourself, are you referring to your solo stuff or? Or just uh, some of the Claude Bennington stuff. Just yeah, for Claude, like just in small venues where there's not really a sound guard. We do a lot of DIY stuff, so we're just in a space that's not a sound venue where we're bringing everything. Mm. So I'll be doing the sound, and Moses will be cuffing the mic, and I'm like, Mo, <laughs> no, no, and he's like, uh, it sounds better. I'm like, Mo, it doesn't sound better, but Mo has a voice like it cuts through anything. Doesn't matter. With me, if I hold the mic like that, you won't be able to understand it. You can barely understand me anyway with good mic technique. Mm. But Mo, it doesn't matter. His voice just cuts. And that was actually our exposure to you because I knew who you were when you reached out to us about doing the show because right, right, I, right. I think, uh, I mean, Foie Gras, and, mm-hmm. which is on, I guess, Subterranean Sweatpants, and then Ghost Me, which is on the Mortis Roxelt record, mm-hmm. are definitely you know tier one tracks out of uh both of those records which i both i like both the records a lot 
and I mean, you set it off. And then, so just talking to Moses on the show and just in personal, he's been like, yo, Gary's one of my favorite MCs for real. So yeah. I, I was excited to, uh, to have you on here and then to, showing my own ignorance, uh, and my allegiance to Spotify. <laughs> Apparently I didn't realize that you had what looks like at least three other records, right. That are on Bandcamp, but you don't have anything up on Spotify. Is that a, is that a decision? that you consciously made are you or is there a statement being made by not putting it up there i mean quasi statement i mean for i think that the model uh i i do think it's a bad model um but as i become more serious about sharing the music i have i have to have this conversation with myself about how i want to make it accessible so i Part of it is I just haven't gotten to that point in in my seriousness about sharing to to put it up there, mm. and then part of it is like, do I I want to pay someone to share this this music and then like get a tenth of a penny every time somebody listens to it ten times? You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, totally. Um, so I I don't know. I'm still having that conversation with myself. And are the of the three records that are on Bandcamp? Are these all digital only, or is there? If I go up to Rochester, is there uh, vinyl floating around, or no any other I, formats? All all strictly digital. Yeah, I have I haven't gotten to that point either. I mean, I I put some things on CD just to have something to hand to people at shows, really. Um, but I I haven't gone the gone the route of putting it on vinyl or or you know what I've been thinking about recently is cassette. I like cassettes a lot, and they're accessible. They're cheap. Um, so I've been thinking about putting putting some music on cassette, but I just I haven't done it at this point. Um, so it's not that I value only digital. It's just it's an easy way to put the music out there. Right. I'm totally with you that when you're out and you see an artist, because part of it is like I always want to support and maybe that's just because of, of my own experience in the industry, but I always want to support and Sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't want to carry this around all night. You know, like mm-hmm. let's say let's say you're making two or three stops after the show. So the cassette's always easy because you throw it in your pocket. I definitely have several cassettes that I've picked up in the last year, and I mm-hmm. am gonna play myself and say that I do not have a tape player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, yeah. I think you have a tape player though, right? I think you're rocking tapes today. Can you Is that you, me or Steve? Uh, Steve, yeah. Yeah, I got oh, the yeah. boombox right there. That's always yeah, oh, I, have, I have two background. I have two cassette players. Because I'm a yeah. crazy person. If I see him at Goodwill, I'll buy them. I mean, I I, I love stuff like that. I have. So, let me actually let me count how many cassette players I have in my house right now. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. So I have five cassette players in my house. Actually, six. Nice. Because my son has a little Fisher Price cassette player. Um. But I I just like that medium. Yeah. So if I if I can get something like. I got a Walkman the other day mm. for a hundred dollars, and you're like, "What? You paid a hundred dollars for a cassette player?" But these Walkmans from I think they're from like the early '90s are selling on eBay for four hundred dollars. Is it the you yellow? One? Is it the yellow one with the auto reverse? It, I was gonna say, is it the yellow one that snaps closed? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, it's a it's a black one, and it's not it's it's not the yellow one, but it it's a similar similar. We all had the yellow one. Ring. I think everybody had the yellow one. <laughs> Why did they make that bright yellow? I don't know. Because everyone needs to know. Right? Yeah. There was no hiding. It was supposed to go on your hip. Like It, it had a little like clasp for your belt. Too. I thought you were so supposed weird. to put it on like the uh, the strap on your arms when you go jogging. That's a new thing. 
<laughs> arm strap. That's the iPod strap. <laughs> and then when we moved to CDs, do you remember like the anti-skip thing on the CD if you were going to try and work out with the disc man that still didn't work? Oh. I had one of those. I had one of those. It just started spinning faster. You'd like, you'd look down and that oh, that shit. was the anti-skip? Is that just spun faster? It would, yeah, just start going, man. The anti I had a nice one though. I, I would test the anti-skip and it worked. Huh. I would like hold it it did something like it read the the disc ahead of time or it, something like that. So you could hold it and it would stop and it would keep playing. Yeah. Wow. It, it committed a certain amount to like its its RAM or whatever. Yeah, it was it was it was cool. Nice. Oh, so it's like reading it ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. So did you do all the beats on this uh record? Yeah, those are all mine. Those are all yours. Wow. Mm-hmm. Respect. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you did you mix and master the album too? I did, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Jack this is all the, in the room that you're in right now? Yep. All down here. Good all, for you, man. All here. So how many hours do you think you put into the record? Oh who can know? Over a year of making it. Who it was can really... it was a year? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean these yeah. All those songs are the oldest of them is a year old and the newest is probably like from three months ago. So so what was the what was the first song that made you want to take it from that and make it into a whole project? I think the oldest song on the album is the first song, is the title track. Okay. Is Freedom Rap? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it, the idea at in the beginning was I was going to make an entire album using free jazz samples. Mm. Uh, I love you, when the horns come in in the middle of there. It kind of like... Do we, let me just hit it. Yeah, quick. See, yeah play a little bit of that. And educators, who is this? Um, Angela Davis. Got it. The real content of any kind of revolutionary thrust lies in the, in, in the principle. Is this a layered sample between, like, the jazz with her voice, or is that yeah, from is that the, from the same record? No, no. The the vocals from um, the Black Power mixtapes. Okay. Steve's turning this into uh, live who sampled. (laughs) And then the drums. Tell me where the drums are from. That sounds like those are, are those program drums? (laughs) They're programmed, but they're sampled. Right, okay. So like I chopped up just the kick, just the snare. It's good. Sounds like live drums. I mean, it is, technically it is live drums. Right. It sounds like there's a drummer though. You know what I mean? So question, chicken or the egg, right? So first rap or first beat i got to imagine first rap um oh you mean like when i'm creating do i rap first or make the beat first or which one were you doing on songs first oh in, in terms of taking it to uh it, you know I, i'm really gonna make art right now oh i was making beats before i was rapping mm-hmm. were you really seriously i'm very yeah. surprised by that mm-hmm. i mean i'm a drummer that's my first musical expression is drums so I went from playing drum. I mean, I still do all the things that I do, like playing drums, playing keyboard to making beats. And then I was like trying to find people around me that whose raps I liked and I didn't really like anyone's. So I started rapping or started rapping more seriously. I, and, I, you know, I read a lot of poetry as a teenager. So I was like writing poems, mm. like free verse poems and I listened to a lot of rap, so I just kind of started writing raps 
you know, being silly. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to do this for real at what at probably around like 16. I was like, I'm going to start taking this more seriously. Wow. But never like I'm going to be a career rapper. Just sure. like I, this is something that I want to be good at. You know, I want to be as good as the people that I admire. Yeah, because I think serious is an, is an interesting term because people can take it a lot of ways like, oh, I I obviously need to uh, have an image like Joel Ortiz or no one's going to take me serious. Like there's that type. <laughs> or it's like, oh, I'm going to have multi, you know, internal syllabic rhymes that carry on for patterns and patterns and patterns, which mm-hmm. in that regard, I would say you're a very serious MC in terms of just how a lot of the stuff is structured. Right. Which yeah. is why I was going to guess that you were rapping before making beats. So, no, I always feel like my beats are better than the raps. Uh, that's just how I feel. Like when I listen to, when I go back and listen to the records, I'm always very, very satisfied with the beats, but not, I'm always seeing room for improvement with the raps. Whereas with the beats, I'm kind of like, I feel very uh, free to express myself. Like however I express myself with the beats, I feel like it's going to be good in a, in a sense. Like it's going to be, aesthetically pleasing to me but with the raps i'm still figuring out what works there's still like for me there's still some like technical things that i don't feel like i have full command over you know and more in in content or in structure you think no the content's always there i'm always saying what i want to say is how you know it's like okay i have this thing that i want to say but rhythmically, I, I want to do this. And sometimes they don't line up. And I still haven't found a way to consistently get those things to line up how I envision. So sometimes I'll hear a beat and I'll envision a certain rhythm. But I'll be like, okay, I want to say this. And I can't figure out how to say it to the rhythm that I first envisioned. Mm. You know? I'll find a rhythm that works, but it's I haven't I don't have a consistent way of pairing a vision of the rhythm with the vision of the content. Are there any songs on this new record that that happened that you still felt good enough putting them on the record? Where it didn't, where like it, it didn't you, work. Yeah, it wasn't quite perfect, but you said, "All right, I'm just gonna finish the song and keep it moving." I mean, that's all the songs. Every song, okay. Yeah, I, cause, I guess because if a song is perfect, then I stop making songs. Yeah, no I was songs thinking ever, of the, no songs ever perfect. You're right. I was thinking of that cannabis line that's it's from one of the earlier records where he's like dissing whoever the you know, battle rapper, mm-hmm. the generic battle rapper that every other battle rapper is always dissing. But he's like, <laughs> you haven't written the perfect rhyme yet. And I've always thought in my head, I'm like, are you implying that you have? Yeah. Obviously not this verse. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just one of those things where, yeah, I I can certainly see that aspect of it where if a beat puts you in the groove, it's like, this is perfect. Whereas mm-hmm. the I think, the, to your point, the writing is like, when you're mixing a song, you end up hearing the same verses over and over and over and over again. And you can't help but just get into like, ah, I just don't like how I went from bar eight to nine there. I just don't <laughs> like how this went. Right. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. I'm very, I'm very accepting of it after the fact, you know, as long as I, I mean, the content at this point, I think is takes precedence. So if I'm listening to a rap and I'm saying what I want to say and it's convincing, uh, the delivery is convincing. I'm good with it, but I am very aware that, just of where I am with the technique. Like I can write a rap where rhythmically everything is real interesting and on point and and like bouncy and makes you move. But when I'm doing that, I have a hard time 
getting uh, meaningful content in. Like I can write a very silly mm-hmm. rap that has all the right rhythms and uh, is fun to listen to, but I have a hard time like, getting getting in writing insightful raps that also do that. Sounds like a pretty common problem for, <laughs> for rappers. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> but some, I, know, like, some- I like those songs. I like the songs where you don't, you know, maybe the MC is not saying meaningful stuff on every every line, you know? Yeah. And then you just I don't know. You have occasional jewel here and there. You have cats who can like, like you think about Homeboy Sandman, he'll write a rap yeah. that is, is 100% insightful, but then rhythmically is also, I think all his raps are like that, rhythmically on point and it's an interesting, interesting uh, artist to bring up. Yeah. You know. He has some um, nonsensical stuff, though, I feel like. No? I wouldn't say nonsensical. I would say humorous. Humorous. Light. light. Doesn't he have a... On his, he put a new record out. Right? He just put something out, right? Yeah. Or they're, just, they're at least teasing it on uh, Mellow Music. I no, it's the be... out. I've been listening to it a lot. And the, it's... It, what it's... about the pussy song? <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but even even that's even that song right. it's bar like it's hilarious yeah you know it's 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 uh it's insightful in its comedic aspect Not you know it's intelligent in kids yeah that you know in in, <laughs> in its comedy or wondering why was another one i was like okay this is i mean like that's not like all like impactful stuff it's just like all right this is just, i'm just gonna go with this concept you know i don't know but like what on that song he has a line what is it um uh, advertisements say save when they really uh, mean spend. Why do people say you when they really mean them? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know that's a that's he, he drops jewels in there. That's course. yeah, yeah. That's a really hot fucking bar, actually. Yeah, wow. th- there's some there's some definitely there's some good ones in there. But there's yeah, Shout I don't know. Him. Shout out to homeboy Sam, man. Sure, <laughs> dude. I'm incredibly impressed with just the like the density of the material mixed with how frequently he puts records out. Sure. Yeah. Because like I just mean, the that, the that depth lifestyle. of some of the albums, I'm like, oh well, he's obviously done for quite a while. I mean, if we use like a comparison, I don't think like Kendrick Lamar's dropped an album in like four years or something, right? So, yeah, sure. like this dude is like constantly putting out ten and twelve song records at least once a calendar year, with almost no features, with just like you get three sixteens of the most incredibly uh, dense and intricate rhymes Mm -hmm. topic related each time. I'm like to be writing like this, there's obviously five or six things on the cutting room floor too. Like, how are you doing it at this level of efficiency with this level of longevity? Cause he's just writing like he's just, you know, I, I, I put out an album a year and I'm working, I'm parenting. Uh, You know, I have other kind of creative gigs that aren't rap. You know, um, he's like just just writing, writing raps, just writing raps, teaming up with yes. producers, right? Yeah, that's, that's what he does. That's that's the dream. Point. Who did who know. did the? Do you know who did the beats on the newest record? On his? Yeah, on this on this dusty. Um, he's going by mono and stereo now. He's the guy who did the Fertile Crescent record. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. they're really good. They're all really really good. Oh, thanks for educating us on uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, Sandman records. I can tell you're a fan, so that's cool. I mean, yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. a fan for a while myself. Yeah, what was the record where he was like half underwater? That was the one that probably came out in like 2012. Calm, tor- oh, no, had, not like, calm Tornado. Uh, had the Carpenter on it. Calm Tornado, I think, was a song on it. Calm Tornado was the... 
The Good Son. The Good Son. Yes. The Good Son. That, that was, was the record I got. I first got exposed to. That I was really fucking into. Yeah, that's and very then, early on. And I assume that was like you know magnum opus material. Like when he dropped a record after that, just as dense. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. But I don't know. It's a it's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot to think about in life. You know, you just keep thinking. I agree. <laughs> So are you already working on your new record or is this are you going to let this one breathe for a little while? Well, you know, I'm I'm in this place where I don't know if I want to think in album structure. Like every time I go to write, I'm thinking about an album. Yeah. You know, how does this fit into the album structure? Yeah. But what I've noticed is that that keeps me from writing certain songs. Like I'll hear a sample mm. and be like, oh, you know, this is something I want to work with. But I'm like, ah, it doesn't really fit into the album concept that I'm living in right now. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to just write songs. Yeah. I'm trying to just write as many songs as I can as often as possible and and then just put an album together of of things that go together. Uh rather rather than being like okay, I'm going to I'm going to work just, on an album. Just create maybe not a little lo- less linear. Right. Just yep. just write songs. Cool. Let the songs be consistent with themselves and then put together something when something is ready to be put together. Right. And now there is not an official Claude Bennington record, right? Well, there is. There we did a live record. The live so, from the Metropolitan, right? Mm-hmm. But there's not a It's not a studio record. There's not a studio album. Mm-mm. No. And that I, one is it's all original songs though or no? Yeah, it's all original songs. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, Cuz I remember I watched the Tiny Desk thing and I feel like maybe uh you guys did an audition for Tiny Desk, right? We did. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like on that one, maybe Moses was using verses. I'm look at me. I'm calling out my friend. <laughs> but no, I, I think he was just using very hot verses from, from, from songs Bob that Bob I already heard. Chuck's he, a dick. He may he may have. <laughs> I don't I don't specifically remember, but he may have. Um so I didn't know if you guys were kind of doing and pants is on I'm looking at the track list from this. Pants is on something else too, right? It's on his, one of his records. That's yeah. right. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Okay. Yeah. But then I assume the rest of this are original tracks with you guys. I need to dig. Well, into I mean, the Claude stuff is a combination of songs that like beats that that I made specifically for Claude and and then songs of mine or songs. Well, mostly songs of Moses's. Um, my Claude didn't really play my solo stuff very much because uh, there's not like a lot of room for collaboration in it like most songs if we played one of most songs i would just add a verse but with my songs they don't always really work like that or the content is very specific mm-hmm. okay so that he would sense. have to like write for it specifically but a lot of the songs for claude are are either claude specific songs or moses's songs that we made to fit claude you know? Gotcha. Okay, and maybe that's what I'm thinking of. From I'm still just digging myself out of this hole. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the one I'm thinking of because it was a song I knew, and then you had a verse on it where I'm like, "Oh, he's not on the regular version." Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that is something that we would do. Now, are you guys constantly still working on on stuff as Claude? No, our drummer moved, and and you know, trying to have that band in Rochester like be a thing mm. and get paid to be a thing in this small city is very difficult so we're not really doing the band thing anymore i think if we were to do a claude record it would just be uh an album that i produced that me and mo both rapped on which was the original like idea behind claude 
Mm. Like I was doing the production and Mo and I were rapping. That was Claude. And then it became a band as things like transmuted, you know. And that's Matt Bent, right? That moved to yeah, he moved yeah. to New York, actually. He moved I'm, to New York. Mm-hmm. I'm totally remembering this conversation that I'm gonna try and steal him to be the drummer <laughs> in my New York based band that doesn't have a drummer because he moved to, Do it. to Harrisburg, Virginia. So Yeah, hit him. Hit him <laughs> hit him up. He's he's out there. You heard it here first. In the jazzosphere. He's playing down here, right? He moved to do music. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Playing jazz in the big city. Big city jazz man, Matthew Bent. Wow. Call him, <laughs> call him for your for your next gig, folks. Matt Bent, fantastic drummer. <laughs> fantastic guy. I feel like in New York there's gotta be a, a million for a jazz gigs. drummer, there's gotta be opportunity to play every night. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Definitely. That's yeah. one of those things that as a hip hop artist would make me so uncomfortable is like just showing up and playing you know i'm like if it, i'm sure claude was the same way i'm gonna guess it was where it's like no we're doing specific practices for this gig that's next week as opposed to like just rolling up like a day before a show oh. and finding out you're playing and someone's gonna be like yeah hey, here's a couple things where we've been working on oh no nah, yeah we would practice for yeah it's not like we're not just playing standards or something like that you gotta we gotta practice <laughs> right? But like in the in the jazz world and even in like the rock world where guys are making their own stuff, they'll just be like, Oh, I have sheet music if a drummer needs to come in. I'm like, that's insane to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that wasn't that wasn't our vibe. Which is why I didn't, you know, just want to replace him, you know. I like being in a band where each member of the band is like an integral part of the whole, you know. Rather than oh, we this guy can't make it, we'll just we'll get a replacement. It, it doesn't feel the same. So you didn't want to Anderson pack it and go back to playing <laughs> drums and then just rhyme from behind the drums? No, I don't. My relationship with the drums is is like on and off. So I'm not always prepared to be drumming like that. You know, my I have there has to be a lot of freedom in my relationship with the drums right now. Like right now, I just want to play jazz. Like I just want to play swing music, mm. swinging jazz music behind the kit i don't i don't want to play hip-hop i don't want to i don't want you know i'm not trying to play funk music like i'm just trying to play swing um and i just need i need to be able to do that because jazz i mean like drums is like my therapy so i can't i can't feel pressure around it how big of a drum kit do you have a small one (laughs) small one okay (laughs) yeah so what are the bait what you just got like a basic yeah, like a bop kit, just kick, snare, two toms, two okay. cymbals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I. Is that the one been... from your child? Like, is that the one that you learned on? Actually, I do have pieces from my childhood kit cool. still on the on the drum. Nice. And then I got my son a drum set, and then I used pieces from his kit, also because his is smaller. Huh. So I got him like one of those Questlove Ludwig kits. They're like. Um, kind of like a cocktail kit okay uh but how old is your son he's four and he's is he proficient on the drums at four profit he enjoys playing cool. and he can hold he can hold time nice and he can like swing a little bit on the ride cymbal nice um but he's you know he does it when he feels like sure. and i like it that way he's you know, four i don't he, yeah Steve, he's how old is your son three and what, is how, how is he on the turntables? Uh, I'll show you some videos. 
He can put. He can. He can pull it back. He knows how to pull it back. He knows nice. how to hit stop. He knows how to turn the volume off. So we're good. Nice. Yeah. Are you a, are you a DJ? Is that your thing? Yeah, that's my original. Yeah, that's my thing. Cool. I've, I've evolved my, into a beat maker, but yeah. Yeah, DJing. I grew up with that. My dad was a DJ. Cool. So I do a little bit of that as well. You do? Mm-hmm. I didn't. Did I do? I didn't hear any cuts on the record. Is that? There's not. No, I was gonna put cuts on Eternity, mm-hmm. but then I was like, this doesn't need it. It's too busy. I tried it and it didn't sound right. On Eternity, um, okay. Yeah. Track six, I think. Track six. But it was just it's too much stuff going on. Sure. Um, but the cuts, there's cuts on one of Moses's records. Uh the, what is it? Ghost Me. Has you did cut the cuts on Ghost Me? Yeah, I did those. Oh, those are fire. Thank you. Thank you. Can we oh, hear it? I'm, can I pull that I was going to say, is Steve, cool? you should cue that up. It's I'm right at the beginning. Yeah. No, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> it's on uh, Mortis Rock Salt. Is it not loud enough? No, there it is. It takes. It kind of comes in. Does it in. come in? Okay, I don't want if to. If I remember, it comes in. Low ear. It gets louder. Yeah. Oh, there you go. A little transform. Ooh. Over below moon, took to it like was that a CD? Real was that CDR moon. scratches or those? No, I use turntables. That was on a turntable. I'm sorry, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I have um. I and you have the second verse on that song too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I use a Mark II and I use this the Stan ST150. Yep. Yeah. Those are good turntables. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I like. Uh, I've heard good things about them. Man, I tell you what though, the Stan turntable it weighs like. 50 pounds it's heavier than the it's heavier, heavier than, than the a 1200 technique. yeah it's heavier than a 1200 yeah but that has a straight arm right no it has a curved arm they do make them with a straight arm but i have the one with the curved arm okay i'm not fancy straight arms fun yeah. <laughs> doesn't skip as much yeah that that would be nice <laughs> yeah i just try not to have a heavy hand which yeah. you know sometimes i do sometimes i don't yeah i mean you do gotta I still have heavy hands at times, you know. You just gotta work work through that, you know. Yeah. Practice gets rid of those. I heard the DJ Scratch used to put weights around his hands while he was practicing, so they oh. so he would lighten his lighten it up. Oh, that's he cool. He put like ankle weights around his wrists. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, it's true. Holy shit! That's yeah. very like that's that's so hip hop. That's like you saw that in a Bruce Lee movie or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> I feel like cool. the side effects of that are hilarious too. Right, you just have like a really big like thumb muscle or something. It is, it's like ridiculous forearm muscle and. Uh, can we listen to a full song? Uh, yeah. yeah, that that sounds cool to me. What do you guys have any? My I mean, you started with you. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, mistaken is my is my jam already. Okay, cool. I was immediately drawn to that. I don't know. It just feels experimental and kind of dark and introspective i just was, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it just caught me yeah i'm playing drums and bass and keys on that beautiful oh, really awesome yeah. all right so i picked uh i picked of lounging that we came into or of long i don't know why or of lounging i kind of like i need to write a song about lounging. i also like lounging <laughs> yeah that's a good one <laughs> i think there's a isn't there a guru jazzmatazz yeah lounging that song's kind of banging actually i always thought the the Jasmine Taz records were ultimately like a little underwhelming yeah. when you got them. 
but that lounging shit was fire. <laughs> lounging was it, it gave you false hope because I think it's like the the first track on the first Jasmine test. Like, yo, say, this is... boy, remember that one? <laughs> that was my joint. <laughs> and the watch the closing doors was nice too. Oh wow, I forgot about that sample was forever stuck in my head. Watch the closing, closing door. door. Yeah, here's lounging. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, what you're doing is that. Uh, yeah, I'm lounging. I got my man Donald Byrd. Yeah, yeah, Donald Byrd. Yeah, you got fucking Donald Byrd on the record. He went in. Get your feet wet. If you eat sweat with a D set, I just I still oh. hear the flow. I have no idea what he says. How about but. this one? <laughs> Even I have a weird obsession with French rappers. It's kind of nice though. It says like MC that. Solar on it, though. I like that. That was Solar. That, Solar that on that Solar one. Solar on it, yeah. Yeah, I had this. I worked at a grocery store, and uh, uh, there was this cashier. Uh, I forget where he was from, like Senegal or something, right? And he so that he used to always sing that song to me. Like he, that was our connection. Is like that we both had the Jasmine Test record. <laughs> he liked that <laughs> one because it had French rap on it. French rap. Right. I think it would, the French rap took off so much because think about it, hip hop wasn't quite as as worldwide. At, I don't know when did this record come out? Like nineteen ninety five, three, nineteen ninety three. Yeah. So that on if you go to the second Jazmatez album, mm. Solar's on track one. Is he really? Yeah, they got bumped up. He went from track eight to track one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's do let's do a song. Sorry, we're, sorry, we're sorry. We're gonna get. <laughs> Wait, you're not on Jazmatez? Hold on, I was trying to find the one that Gary's on. He's like, let me. Gary's we're on just, volume three. We're just gonna spend the whole time talking about other rappers. That's what. That's my worst fear.
is a must The new is a boon and a bust If life is a joke, it's the punch and the butt I confront the unknown, won't be moan the unknowable From the depth of lung to the tip of tongue uh. Sometimes it be these emotions weigh a ton like that It be just like that and like that It be just like that and like that in the house it's Chrome Bills 162 I was identity depth of lung off the yeah. album Freedom Rap yeah that song um, <laughs> the climate for art in Rochester is really funny mm. um, you know art is really touted as being this valued thing here but nobody wants to pay for it <laughs> really no nobody wants to pay artists out, out here explain what you mean by touted as being important like... okay check it out so when you come into to rochester from the airport it says welcome to rochester uh a city of the arts oh oh okay so, so rochester really fancies itself to be this like hip um artistic place mm. and but Artists who are here living and working find it very hard to get paid to do art. Uh, so, but I say that to say that 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 song was about a situation I was in where someone reached out to me to do some arts work, and then like had a fit when I was trying to get paid to do this work, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, they're they're confused about about who I am and how this goes," you know. So. It, that that's what the first line is about, you know. It's another case of mistaken identity. They don't know me from a bag of beans, you know. Like the, you know, these these people thought they were gonna reach out to me, and I was just gonna like be excited to be involved and do this, do all this work for free. It's okay. like, no, that's not that's not how it goes. Right, like I get to do art. Uh, yeah, exactly. With you guys, somewhere? <laughs> fucking amazing. Exactly. So that's uh, that's that tune. In a nutshell, how how big of the Rochester economy is based on paychecks? Uh, not I, not like pay, like the company. No, no I know. <laughs> no, just paycheck, for the listeners, <laughs> paychecks employs paychecks? a lot of a lot of people in Rochester. The University of Rochester is the biggest employer, though. In okay, the university like runs the city. Got it. Um, but how paychecks is, is what is paychecks? What I don't know what you guys are talking about. They do payroll and they do like oh like ADP. Uh, I think they're the bigger version of your company is ADP or ADT, right? So they're the biggest one. I think that's the second largest. Interesting. And it's in Rochester. Okay. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the U, U of R is a big it's a it's a it's a university. It's a very large university. 
Okay. But it's the biggest employer in in this medium sized city. Yep. Now, do you get to uh, have exposure to the college kids, or should I say it another way? Do the college kids come out to what the city touts as the art scene? Um, or are they playing flip cup and beer pong? I think mostly they're playing flip cup and beer pong, mm-hmm. and and um, and like in the lab. U of R is a is yeah. a science school primarily. Yeah. Okay. So you got a lot of lab rats. I had a friend who graduated from there. Mm-hmm. He was a lab rat. So yeah, I <laughs> came and visited once. It was, but the, some it was the coldest know, place I ever been. Some some of the kids some of the kids come out like I play with a piano player who goes to the U of R. Nice. Okay. Um, and they of course there's the Eastman School of Music, which is a jazz school that's connected to the U of R. Um, actually, it's not a jazz school. They have a jazz program. It's a conservatory. It's like a classical conservatory. I always forget that because my only real interaction with it is through the jazz program. Mm. But mm. it's a conservatory. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Now you're kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to to drums, keyboard production. Are you trained? Were you trained at any level? Yeah, I, I took. I've been taking some sort of musical instruction since I was nine, and I went to an arts high school, so I took drums there, and then I went to the new school for jazz and contemporary music for a couple years mm. and studied there. Um, so I've I've had training. I I was never the best student. So I I don't feel like I ever took full advantage of all my training, mm. but I'm I'm musically trained. Like I can read music, I can write it. Um, and new schools where? That's in Manhattan, right? It's in Manhattan. Yeah, it's downtown. Where, where did you live when you were down here? Mm, I lived near Wall Street for a little bit for a year, I think, and then yeah, I you lived. <laughs> then you lived down exactly. That's where I was going with. That. I used to live on John Street, John and Pearl. Okay, and I feel that's right when you said new school. I was like, I feel like a lot of the kids end up living in that. Yeah, they have of, dorms down there. Yeah, they have dorms in the some of the high rises that used to be office buildings, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you're probably in like a forty or fifty story building, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then I was in in Brooklyn, in Ridge, in Ridgewood. I was in Ridgewood, which is kind of like in between Brooklyn and Queens. Yep. Um, yeah, I was there for the last last year. I was in New York. Um. I, but New York is just too much for me. Like it's too, there's just too much going on. There's too much movement. I like slow. I like I I like to be able to process and do things at my own pace. I also like to be able to build my own stuff, which mm. is harder in New York. Um, oh yeah. In Rochester, there's not as much going on. But if you have an idea, you can manifest it. Like it's small. It's a you know, it's easier to build networks, build community because things are so small. In New York, you got to be real impressive and like get into a thing that's already manifested, that already exists, that already has its own way hmm. um, a lot of the time. So do you run the Rochester hip hop scene? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Who does? Does anybody? No, it's not that I don't I don't think it's organized enough to say somebody runs it. Okay. You know? There's no like mayor of Rochester hip hop. <laughs> mayor of rap. No. May- mayor Rockwell. Mayor Rock. Now. Nah, Mo, no, Mo doesn't run anything with his mouth. But no. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, Mo does, <laughs> Mo's able to do his own thing, which is good. Yeah, that's good. Who, but I who would, else I, didn't? I know when we, when we talked to Mo, he talked about um, some other Rochester rappers. Who else is out there? 
Hassan, Hassan Mackey. Hassan probably Mackey's people the one. know. Yep. Oh, it's Hassan Mackey, really? I didn't know that. He's from Rochester. Yeah. Or if if I knew it, I forgot it. Um, I was psyched because I found the uh, the odds ain't fair, which is a Apollo Brown song with Hassan Mackey. It's dope. Oh yeah. I found mm. the sample over the weekend. I mean, I pr- it's probably like a very easy sample to find, but I just happened to hear it in a restaurant. Oh nice. Oh nice. I was like, oh, I fucking know this. Oh, you know, man, I love that. I was in a record store, and I heard the One Love sample, the Illmatic sample, mm. and I was like, oh, what is this record? I got to buy this. The Heath Brothers. Um, yeah, yeah, Marching On. Mm. The, that Smiling yeah. Sweet Part 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a, but there's that, a fun feeling cool when it happens organically. Like, yeah, obviously, we could all take yeah, yeah. every song that we like and just be like, oh, what I'm going to do is Look take, up like, all these, yeah. the Spotify told me the 100 most songs I listened to last year. I'll just find the samples for all these by going on a website. But, yeah. like, yes, you can do that, and yes, it's fun. But when it just comes up, you're like, there's that full in, there's the feeling of mystery. Yeah. You know, where you're like, oh, I know this, but where is it from? Mm-hmm. And, you know, some songs are easier than others, like, I'm not I'm not necessarily listening to Apollo Brown featuring Hassan Mackey on a daily basis, but like I do like the song, so I'm I'm not gonna catch it as fast as if it was like a war tour. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh but I, then you get it and you're like, Oh fuck yeah, there we go. Yeah. He's nice though. He's put out a lot of good stuff and he's actually a pretty uh underrated MC in terms of like where his technical savvy is. I would oh say. man. Hassan watching Hassan perform is fantastic because he'll <laughs> He could freestyle for two hours at a time, like and he'll just really once once he gets started. And it, I don't know, it's it's for me, it's one one of the most exciting things to watch and rap is just to see someone that proficient mm. freestyling. Um, he'll do this funny thing where he'll grab two microphones. Why I don't know. No, he'll <laughs> grab two microphones, cuff them both, uh. and put them <laughs> put them up to his mouth. Uh. And then just freestyle for two hours. Wow. And, you know, maybe like 45 minutes in, you're not even annoyed by the mic cuffing, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> the freestyles are just so good. <laughs> but, yeah, he's he's amazing. But, he you know, he doesn't um, – he's not really active around Rochester. I don't, I don't know what he's up to. But it's always good to see him. You see him periodically. Are you a freestyler or no? I would I would guess yes. I mean, as someone who plays so many other instruments, I'm I have days with it. I have like times I'll I'll freestyle at shows, um, but nowhere near his level at at all. Mm. I, it's just something something I'll do if I feel inspired to do it. But I wouldn't say that I was good at it. I'm interested in it and I'd like to be better at it, but I wouldn't say I was good at it. You strike me as a on your own time freestyler too, like working stuff out kind of fucking with patterns but maybe i just you know i'm just i mean i like to i like to put a beat tape on in the car and just be silly you know (laughs) that's fun but i i like i was saying i I appreciate it as an art and i would like to be better at it i'm in i'm very much in the practicing stage i wouldn't be like yeah i'm gonna get up on stage and and do a two-hour set nothing but freestyles (laughs) That I'm terrible. that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Hassan could do something like that. You'd never know. Wow. You'd have no idea until he started like shouting out people in the crowd, and he'd be like, "What's happening right now?" Wow. How I does this like putting putting pressure in those moments is tough, though? You know, like I remember it was somebody went on uh, sway and tried to do like, "Oh, I'm gonna do the five fingers of death" and just mm-hmm. freestyle the whole thing, 
And by like the third beat, you could tell they were just like, this was a bad idea. And I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have come in and said I was going to do it. Like I should have just like kicked a written and then started freestyling and been like, yeah, you know, I freestyle for the last three minutes of that. <laughs> you got to You, you, you know, people like the idea of it. You know, it's a very like rapper thing to, to, to say you can do that, but you, it's not easy. It's really not easy. You gotta, you gotta be very practiced. And you there's know, I, there's this element of like I'm gonna like if I was like I'm gonna kick a dope freestyle at 11 p.m. on Thursday and it's Tuesday night and I know that where it's like that's not sort of the spirit of where improv comes from anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, like I, I just can't wait to improv. I just can't wait to improv. Like no, you're obviously planning now. <laughs> Whereas I think like I, what what I've always thought was like the the best freestyles I've seen from. Uh, established rappers are at the end of shows because frankly the business was taken care of mm. there was nothing to lose and you know they weren't thinking about the freestyle at the end of the set because they were there to do a set mm-hmm. they were there to show up they were there to work the merch table they were to do like there to do all these other things mm. where then it's like oh okay now we can just chill and all of us that played tonight will rap and we'll feed off each other's energy and that's where you catch people kind of in that that moment of like unbridled creativity as opposed to like the, even the whole freestyle battle thing was like it, you're kind of a sucker if you're not showing up with like at least ten things in the chamber. <laughs> like why? Yeah, I, freestyle battle was never much of a freestyle battle. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. 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 You know that that was that wasn't really a thing. But I don't know. To to each his own. For me, it's it's just fun. It's like it's a when you have that facility and you can really express yourself in a moment like that, it's very liberating. Um, but it doesn't become liberating until you have that facility. Like it's not, it's not fulfilling until you've really practiced it, which is why I think now so many rappers steer clear of it because it's just embarrassing Yeah. until, <laughs> until you figure it out. Um, you kind of got to wrap yourself out of those boxes that you put yourself in, in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, you know? Yeah. So, but uh, I think it's so it's an rap. important. No, I'm just kidding. What's up? I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, so, I said so. Let's rap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> putting on this beat. Yeah, let's rap. I don't. I'll. I'll rap. I'll rap right now. I'll rap all the time. But like I said, for me, it's just fun. I'm not. I'm not trying to be anything in that in that vein. Right. Or really at all. You know, I'm a. I'm a musician. That's really it. Yeah. And it, it's not something I'm trying to be. If I could choose not to be a musician, I might do that. Because then I could have like a regular job. And be fulfilled in you'd something have, that paid better. You'd have free time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People don't understand that about being an artist. Like you don't have free time. All your free time. Because when you're you have about, free time, I should be making music right now. Yeah, I need to you, finish this thing. People, people are like, oh, that they see you on stage and they're like, that looks fantastic. It's like that's like ten percent of the time I spend being a musician is I'm on stage, and you think you know you think it's good for like a half an hour. And then uh, you know I get off the stage and everybody treats me like dirt garbage again. It's not. <laughs> it ain't that. You're not Mick Jagger because you're on stage for half an hour. Different styles you know? name. Dirt garbage. The MC. <laughs> I also think there's like this weird thing about even the day that you have a show. Huh. That like other than the 30 minutes that you're on stage, you have the least amount of fun of right, anyone people- that day because you're like rigid. You're like, well, we gotta get there. 
at six, we gotta get a sound check. But like, I gotta <laughs> make sure I eat. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. I want to eat right before we play. But like, <laughs> I kind of want to eat when the sound check. You know, just like it, all of a sudden, it, it becomes very regimented and just like getting everything in. And then there's there's always something up. You know, I yeah. I mean, it, you're it's nervous. Very true that people just see the stage and they're like, oh, that that looks like you had a fun night. Yeah, you're the whole day. You're just nervous, and people are texting you about stupid stuff. Like your bandmates are texting you, <laughs> trying to get information you gave them a week ago. Uh, people are texting you, like, "What time do you go on?" Uh, it's like, just come to the show. Don't, don't. I hate that. That's the wow. worst thing you could do to a musician. Hey, what time do you go on? Show starts today. Yeah, but like, what time do you go on? It's like if you want to be there, you'll just come. Don't. <laughs> don't. My favorite is like, in what do you really want to show up? Like a minute before I get on, they want to get there right when you. Start. They really and do. Just have and just like. Be like, oh fuck! I should have got here five minutes before you went on. I need to go to the bathroom and grab a beer. I'm missing the first two tracks. They just, they, they people don't even people don't want to come to your show. They just want you to see them at your show. Oh, so that's, you can, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. So wow. You, yeah. you can be like, okay, that's that person was there. True, actually, they care. Oh man, support. That's, support. that's why you can't perform at home. You gotta go somewhere else. They'll be performing at home all the time, like me and Mo. We gotta stop. <laughs> Oh, but there's nothing worse than being on the road and having nobody show up. Like, <laughs> you you know what? I do. I like I like playing. I rather play an empty show somewhere else because I'm learning something. Sure. You know, I've played shows where there's really not anyone there. But I, when I'm home, even if I play a pack show, I don't always feel like I've learned something because everyone knows me. So everyone, er, people walk into the door impressed. They're, they walk in the door like, oh, my God. Did you see? What? Well, that was fantastic. Right. I'm like, we haven't played yet, I, but I, it's already great. They're feeling you the know? vibe. <laughs> the energy in this room is amazing. I know everything is. I'm, you know what? I'm not even going to stay. I'm going to go home because I already know. <laughs> this show This show has been wonderful. I'll see, I'll see you in the, at the next one. Just remember in about two hours from now, you guys fucking killed it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But when you're out of town, people are looking at you front of you like, ah, you got to prove yourself. I got to do something. Yeah. yeah. I got to like, you know, you got, you have to grow. I feel like that helps you grow. That's you're not wrong, but God, I mean, if you, you know, a lot of times when you travel and do shows out of town, it's like on sort of the, the piggyback of someone that is local. Mm-hmm. And if they do a bad job of promoting, and you don't have like a, a hot record that's out right now, yeah, and then you just show up, and they brought no one, and then they waited way too long to go on, and you're going on after them, and it's yeah. like the ten people that were there now become four, and three of them just played. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, oh, this is rough. Over at that ego. point, I'd like I'd rather just like kind of turn it into a session. Have like, you? Well, what do you guys want to do? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Have you heard that Open Mike Eagle song where he's talking about that? He's like, uh, he's like, I show up and it's just a few menus. The waiter's wearing a grin like a Cheshire cat. I'm wearing a Jester hat. Something. <laughs> some, some, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Steve, you know that one. I don't, I don't know, know that know one. That. It's it's on the it's it's the one he did with Paul White. Oh, uh, is that the new one? That's the newest one, isn't it? It's not the newest one. There's okay. there's another one that came out after that, but yeah, it's a it's a funny. I mean, being being a traveling artist is a funny situation. Like yeah. you you really are depending a lot on circumstance. Um, and sometimes that'll work out for you, and sometimes it won't. But it, I feel like it all it all helps. 
helped to shape you. But I'm I'm bitter because I'm just I'm I'm immobile. I'm not immobile, but I'm not mobility for me takes a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm just like trying to rest, but also like I I want to I wish I had done these things, you know. You're but, doing it now. You got this. This you're gonna get the Chrome Bills bump, and then nice <laughs> the Chrome Bills bump will push you over the this top. Massive, I'm gonna. It's massive. you're gonna make me a you're gonna make me a star. I'm gonna start getting those calls. <laughs> That I dream about. You might get a couple more downloads on Bandcamp. So Chrome Billionaires, please <laughs> go to Gary's uh, Bandcamp page and spend some money. Yes. So I can buy a new buy... drum kit. <laughs> it's Gary Lamar, L-A-M-A-A-R. Yes. No relation to Kendrick. You know, that's like the, are you, how old are you, by the way? How old am I? I'm, I'm 27. Okay. So a young man. there was a rapper in OGC. His name was Starang Wonder, and he he uh-huh. would always say Starang Wonder, no relation to Stevie. Uh, okay, <laughs> did, do you know who that is or no? Does that line ring about? No, I don't know who Starang Wonder is. That might be I know a little Stevie more. Wonder is bouquet, exactly. That might be a little bit before it, your time. But you could say I'm Gary Lamar, no relation to Kendrick, and it would actually be kind of a throwback as well as a statement of fact. Well, <laughs> I, I just I, I don't I just leave it. Lamar's just my middle name, so that's why I use it. It's it's just who had it first, Kendrick or you? I don't know. I don't know who's older. How old is he? Oh, that's a good question. I'm sure, we could. We're probably r- around the same. You guys age. probably are around the same age. Yeah, I would think pretty close. Um, but I don't. I don't know. Are I'm, you a fan of Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, yeah. I like his music. Yeah. I like. Um, what did I listen to he's most? Born in '87. So, oh yeah, he's he's a, he's older than I. He's four years older than I am. Okay. Born in '87, my granddaddy, a reverend. That's the lyric. Now that you said, uh, yeah, but I like his stuff. I like the emotion in his music. You know, I feel like too much of of popular rap is devoid of that emotion and that feeling. It's very true. There's a lot of that droning on. You know. Yeah, like I'm gonna. I don't know. It's just it it just doesn't have emotional content, which for art I feel like is that's like. A, sin number one mm-hmm. like taking sucking the emotion out of your art but his 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 art is so emotional um i don't know even when i i disagree with it aesthetically or or not disagree but maybe i'm not into it mm-hmm. aesthetically mm-hmm. i appreciate the emotion and a lot of it i am into aesthetically right um he's so got a yeah. lot of he does a lot of overdubs or maybe not overdubs, but like backup you're like ad lib. Yeah, like like background. They're yeah. they're actually kind of insane if you if you're just listening to the song for those, you know. Uh huh. That's funny. I never do that. Uh, That's I, what I was gonna say. You don't have you don't have, have zero. You have zero I, of those. Did you do the whole every verse on the whole record in one like in one continuous take? Not all at the same time, obviously. That's not the ask. If mm. you did, that'd be even more impressive. But not I have the, I have one punch on the record. That's amazing. <laughs> really because I needed to change a word. And I had listened to this song so many times with the verse the way it was. Mm-hmm. I knew if I changed it, that was gonna that would that would have been my week. Like trying to re record that verse would have been my whole week. Wow. And I was like, nah, <laughs> it ain't going down. I'm gonna do this punch. But normally I, I don't I won't punch you anything. Won't punch. I'll, okay. I'll do everything in one take and I don't go over it or like put little subliminal things in the background hey. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't have any of those i don't i don't know why 
I, I just I, that seems like kind of a rabbit hole for MCs. I don't know if you want to go down there because you, yeah, you, you might never come. Definitely. You might never come back. You know. Yeah, be I feel like com- I could do that all day. You know whose ad libs I really, really appreciate though? Ghostface, <laughs> because they're so, um, uh, they're so like, yeah, in the park. Like, yeah, they're like the ad libs that you would have if you were on stage with your hype man. Right. Like he's just he just does he does the rhymes. Yeah. Like he'll he'll reinforce the parts of of the like the end of each yeah. each rhyme. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's so simple but so effective. Yeah. I don't know. He so also he also that, sends but... somebody to the store at the end of every rhyme. <laughs> 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 I just think it'll be funny that like some of his lines are completely outrageous, and then when they're doubled. <laughs> it just shows it's not like completely spur of the moment. It was calculated enough for it to be double to be like, right. I got Asian bitches cleaning my walk. <laughs> like, you know. And then when he says clock at the other, at the end of the next line, uh-huh. he, he reinforces the the rhyme, you know? Yeah. I wish he said clock. To rhyme with walk. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, this is an all ages Podcast. It is, yeah. I, One I day you can play this for like, your children. I got, yeah. I got something like, made uh, to soccer mom. Yeah, he got. <laughs> I got soccer mom, soccer mom. Got... You got, you got to have soccer moms <laughs> adjusting your clock. Yeah, you know? <laughs> got soccer moms adjusting w- my clock, uh, winding my clock. <laughs> oh, that's actually a pretty nice euphemism. That is, a, it actually would be. <laughs> Shorty was winding my clock. Maybe somebody <laughs> will do like a cover song of a Ghostface song with all like wholesome lyrics in it. <laughs> You call it wholesome clientele or something like. It's just like <laughs> so clean clientele. <laughs> so, so clean clientele. Immaculate clientele. That's good. <laughs> That's the one. Strawberry kiwi is the only lyric that gets today. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get into another song. What do you say? All right. What, what song? Any oh, song? I don't know. Well, hold on, because I definitely closed the program. <laughs> we gotta open the program. I gotta, you gotta open the you program. Close the program and then play song. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh-huh. Oh, let's let's listen to yeah. Lowly Scrimmage. How about how's that? I like that song. Which one is this? Lowly Scrimmage. Uh-huh. Uh, track seven. Track seven. Here we go. Don't overcomplicate it, I know what you're thinking lately I got some questions for you, all I need is yes is from you God, I feel like I was destined for you Ah, just needed a respite from you Now I'm back, like I never left I seen the blackest nights, I swam the darkest depths A dromedary in the desert without precious water Won't you drop a jewel, save a lovesick fool all you do is chew, I got good cut too Have a taste, stay up late, get acquainted with it From faint imaginings to the most vivid image If you'd only listen, oh to hold your interest No hearsay or opinion, oh to know your limits It's nothing to blow, let it go It's a lonely scrimmage
talking about a game here. I ain't playing there. It's driving me insane. It's what I'm saying clear. But then again, I can take it or leave it. All of these yeses and noes, all of this cosmic cleavage. But when I see you feel the cosmos heaving. I like the feeling, so I write, it's like I'm new to breathing But I can will with all my might, it wouldn't tip the meter I think I know where to meet you, oh lord, with a fickle creature Late nights, really, off a hit a reefer? But I beseech, got the high, got the peak Give you gift, give you lift, till you weak in the knees And what could be more candid than me? They study it with advanced degrees I'm putty in your hand, a buddy in the friend I'll see you at the grandstand You a couple thieves thick I'm a simple man and I'll be sick to the end Album Freedom Rap. That might be my favorite beat on the album, actually. The more I listen to it. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with that nice. one. It was it was just a fun song to make. It's very simple and fun. Uh that's actually the Jackson Five. Walk on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It what what song is that? Are they covering a song? Is that that's uh, not yeah, one of theirs? I think it might be uh Walk On By that they're covering. Mm. Uh which is a Isaac Hayes song? Did you ever hear the nonfiction? No. You might want to check that one out. Okay. It's you giving it up or no? That's all right. I'll let I'll let you guys. You can explore. You were just looking off at the screen. I was like, oh, what's he doing? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever hear the nonfiction? Because I knew that. I'll look, I'll look for that on my own time. <laughs> yep. Cool. Um, um. Yeah, but they 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 had what's what's the album uh, going go back to Indiana? Go yeah, yeah. Is that Bill Cosby? Uh, Is that Bill Cosby narrating that album? Probably. That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I'm I'm Bill. not familiar with with that. With I just Bill I Cosby? I just got the, no. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Bill Cosby. <laughs> Never I'm, heard of him. I'm not familiar with that the context of that album at all. I just had I had it like I borrowed it. I heard it at someone's house, and I was like, "Yo, I gotta make a beat out of this. Can I borrow this?" Yeah. And uh, I didn't look up anything about it. Obviously, I wasn't around at the time, so I just had I don't know anything about what that album is. It just sounds like a TV program. I thought that it was a sound- yeah. I thought it was a soundtrack to a movie or something like that, or a special. Mm. Hold on, let's see, TV special. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's features Bill Cosby. Um, what was the premise of the album? Because they're from Indiana. Maybe it was like about them going right. back to their hometown or something. Right. If right. we started referring to him as Billy Cosby, would it make it better or worse? Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> just leave it blank. Yeah, I don't know what what impact that would have. <laughs> I mean, it, it does kind of, it does kind of, you you kind of like him a little bit more. It feels like it's as Billy. Ah, oh, Billy. Like, 
<laughs> Billy. What'd you, oh, what'd you do this time, Billy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the weird thing is like going back to old Bill Cosby records and there's like songs called The Spanish Fly where he talks about like drugging, like drugging women. <laughs> like there's, liter- there's literally songs called The, Span- the Spanish Fly. And then there's those those the, the barbecue sauce clip the barbecue sauce clip from the Cosby is unbelievable, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's a hard. It's a hard life. It's a tough one. Like you know, you had Michael Jackson and and Bill Cosby kind of like just taken down right in front of us, man. I'm still eighties heroes. <laughs> like I'm still like self conscious whenever I play. Uh, like off the wall. Yeah. During a during a DJ set. Yeah. I'm not gonna not do it. I can't not. I gotta do it every time because I gotta dance too. I gotta dance. I got dreams too. You know, I gotta dance. Uh, <laughs> I but feel I'm like still the like easy, the easy I, move I'm, is just play a Prince record at this point. You know, like <laughs> just no just sub those be, in. No, I know because I know. I don't know. Woo. I just can't. I just I don't know. Only, maybe it's because only white people have a problem with it. Hey, like I can ne- okay, all right. Okay. I will. Ne- I'll never be at like a black party and play Michael Jackson, and people will be like, "You can't do that." You know, it just won't happen. <laughs> I don't want to make generalizations, but you're you're right. I about, do. You're right about that. I, I mean, I want to make generalizations. It makes my life easier. All right, I feel like this, this is all I got. This could be like a Billy on the street. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> 10 white people and 10 black people if they have a problem with Michael Jackson being played at parties you know I will say this white people are not always good at knowing artists or even song names they will admit it <laughs> to you so much they'll be like I, I'm just not good at song names I, I like all music right, so right. I yeah. think if you get that crowd of white people and play off the wall they're just gonna they jam they, they won't just, know. Yeah, they won't they just know. don't know they're you gotta like, you just can't play rock with you you gotta play like um, you gotta play working day and night I think as long as you don't play like beat it you're pretty safe <laughs> <laughs> Or or uh, white people know Thriller for sure. You can't you can't play like bad because the first the yeah. first lyric in it is your butt is mine. Yeah. So you gotta you steer away from things like that. Did maybe. you hear that Prince interview? He's talking about. Oh yeah, that's what I yeah I'm referencing that. <laughs> He's like he wasn't gonna say that to me, and I wasn't gonna say it to him. So what was I gonna do? <laughs> I wasn't about to be in that video. <laughs> <laughs> your butt is mine. <laughs> Uh, it's just so funny because Prince is his uh Prince is a G. Know, yeah, he's it, not fucking around. His but his persona during yeah. that time was so like androgynous. Yeah. And then to hear him be like, he's not gonna say your butt is mine to me. Who's you know <laughs> Prince is the most masculine dude, right? <laughs> you I just remembered uh the Charlie Murphy when he's like he's like you know, I, I called his shirt a blouse and he looked at me. <laughs> he he looked at me. He gave me this look like something was wrong. I was like, you know where you got that shirt? And his show wasn't the men's section. <laughs> <laughs> you know damn well where you got that shirt. <laughs> Classic. Uh Gary, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Sure, yeah. Thank you all. This was awesome. I appreciate I appreciate it. No, we appreciate you. We appreciate the new record and uh I'm gonna go back and peep all your material that I can. Thank you. I may I may or may not pay for it, but you know <laughs> this is this well, is what your artists deserve. So I gotta I, I, I need you to buy the record because I so I can 
this is what I do with with the money in my PayPal. I just I just I give it all to Homeboy Sandman mm. and Milo and Billy <laughs> Woods. That people buy my albums yeah. and then I and buy, then buy theirs. Yeah, and I buy theirs. <laughs> That's it. I feel like we are in, in kind of a bubble. Everybody we interview is all like, we love Milo and Homeboy Sandman and like <laughs> your old Droog and Quelle Chris. Like, and that's it, you know, <laughs> like six artists, they get a pass here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I like other, I like other things. Those are just my favorite things. Yep. No, I'm with you. They're like, I branch out, you know, I fucks with Odyssey too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open my giggle. It's a, it's a short list though. Yeah. You know, I listen to a lucid as well, you know. I yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my tastes are very varied. There is a, uh, there is a new uh, Hemlock Ernst and oh, Kenny, Kenny Siegel. I saw out. that. It yeah. sold out real quick. I know. I tried to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> he, Milo is so confrontational on his 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 persona online is very confrontational. I don't know if he's like what that, you mean. He just like starts fights with people on Twitter all the time. Really? Yeah. Should he really? Yeah. That's funny. Looks, I have noticed that he seems to interact more with negative comments. He does. He just if somebody <laughs> says something, then he'll go on like a rant of like ten tweets. You're like, dude. Just ignore them, you know. <laughs> but he's such a—he's so friendly in person. Like he's so—that's um, cool. I don't know. He just really makes space for people. Yeah, I really enjoy you know being in environments. I enjoy sharing space with him because he—he yep. really—he's really—I uh, don't know—he values that making space. If our listeners want to get in touch with you on social media and they want to respond, should they be positive or negative? <laughs> you can do whatever you like. I, I really, I, I don't have, um, I don't have a system. If you, you should be interesting. If you say something interesting. Yeah. Uh, then I'll, I'll be curious. Where do you engage with fans? Oh man. Uh, having fans would be ill. Yeah. You got two uh, fans right here. man. Don't even worry <laughs> about that. I, at this point, but it actually, it's really nice at this point. Mm. I can engage with anyone who's interested. Like, cool. you know, because I'll get like a Facebook message or an Instagram mm. comment like once a month. So I can I can uh, interact with them all. It's beautiful. <laughs> it, my relationship with fans is very intimate right now. Hey, uh, before I forget, I was really digging the Cami and a Haro record. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're on the track five, correct? I am. And I'm drumming on that. That's and me you're, drumming. You're drumming on it. OK, you, you don't yeah. rhyme on that one. Well, no, I drum on the whole album, but I rhyme on five. Okay, you drum on the entire album. Yes, man, i I love the I love the whole record. To be honest, oh, Cammy is fire. She's Cammie, amazing. Uh, we're just we're all just kind of waiting for her to become famous oh, so we can I, ride oh, her I, coattails. I, I think it, yeah, I, th- I think that could happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Morning Mama is my shit. Like. Yeah, she's a fantastic she's a fantastic songwriter, yeah. and her voice. You know what? It, being a part of that album was mm. was very cool. Mm. Um, I, I on drums, the recording process is kind of nerve wracking for me, but I'm just so confident in her voice. Like her voice and her songwriting carries everything. Yeah. So you just kind of sit down, you do your job, and you let her her do her thing, and awesome. everything is beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for that. It's a it's a it's an amazing record, and I yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody, you know, go check out Cami yep. and Aharo and yep. Dessert. Yep, that's the new record. It's on. It's it's on Spotify, unlike my record. Um, <laughs> so you can hear it on a where you actually listen to music. <laughs> it's wonderful. Where everybody listens to music. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> where everyone will hear everything they need to hear. 
there are but some you can, sad omissions out there. You can also purchase it on Bandcamp and there iTunes. Go. There you go. And put money directly in Cammy's pocket Dope. where it belongs. Exactly. I, I always tell people, don't take it personal. I haven't listened to Reasonable Doubt in three years. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not on Spotify. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm like, ah, I could... All right, fine. My home PC, eventually. There you go. <laughs> Another round. <laughs> it's funny. I've been listening to cassettes now. I, now that I got this Walkman. You got, you got that uh, Reasonable Doubt cassette? That's nah. I got, a track. I just got, I got the, I got that notes from grocers though. Do you really? Yeah. That's a good one to have. Mm-hmm. I got, um, and I, what's that? Budding ornithologist. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. You got them all. So, huh? the, so the flies don't come. That, I got that. That's the one Ooh. I have. There you go. You have the mm-hmm. one with the handwritten. Which one is that? The, so the flies don't come. Oh, no. Nah. I, I got one with instrumentals on the B side. Oh, no, nah, I don't got that. Yeah. Hey, you don't have that. You don't have that. <laughs> you <one>. humble brag. <laughs> Throw a whistle out there. I don't even you know where that whistle came from. Was that on the soundboard? I got I got that JB Lenore. I got some. Don't know about that. That's some old blues music. I got some. Uh, I got that. Uh, I got that heavy grain. That 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 K Biz. That's that's one of our home home friends. Mm. Um, but he he put out a really dope tape of beats. I got that lopsided tape. I don't know that one either. He's he's from Virginia. Oh man, lopsided. Okay. Look up look up lopsided the entrance stone. He's just this kid from Virginia. Hmm. Um, I don't even know how old he is. He's probably like twenty years old now. Lopsided. Uh, but he uh, man, I listen to that frequently. It's fantastic. Lopsided? No. Nope, just lopsided. And he has this uh, tape called the entrance stone, and it's just really, I find it very relaxing. But it's it's very intricate um beat music i don't know i, like I don't it. even know what to say about yeah. it it's just dope cool the entrance sound yeah here we go you got it okay all right do we plug his shit or what yeah yeah do it which one are we hearing right here this is the mantra intro track okay intro track hey I like that like it this is like add, sp4 add to playlist sp404 status oh it is it's all of this is on sp yep i gotta get one of those it, it just there's something about the sound of that sp that just the compressor is beautiful it's, it's nice it's, it's got all those built-in effects you can just have a loop and just turn it into something else man yeah, this the whole tape I think is a live it's beat just, set. It's cool, man. Hey, I'm adding this to the collection. Hey, Gary Lamar just Shut gave Lopside at least fifty-two cents for me. <laughs> Shut up. So I'm gonna give this a couple, couple times through. Oh, you giving him that? These are the old drums. Is this one of yours? Yeah, yeah. I hate the drums. You're you're right. Those those, those drums sound weird. I replaced all these drums. This is an earlier version of it. Come on, Chuck. Where's your freestyle? Hey. Wow. All right. Everybody want to check what he say. I'm going to warn you when you freestyle on Gchat, there's a delay. (laughs) So get ready for it. I start to spar here with 
My man Gary Lamar, it's 162, so that be the episode. Got the best to float. What happens, yo, you never know. Hey. Haven't freestyled in a month or two. Sober as fuck, probably need a blunt or two. What <laughs> you do? Do what you say, say what you mean. Used to have a song called Say to Mean with my man C's. Haven't seen him on an episode since, I don't know, March or maybe 1993. Because <laughs> they say that time flies. They also say that I'm wise. Hey. <laughs> Do we want to say they're almonds, augers, or august when we're talking about fine thighs? <laughs> That's a throwback to earlier. Just be the rhyme that I'm hurling you. Who's turning up? Side of the pillow when I'm waking up. Yo, Gary, say what's up now. Oh, he had to hit him with the callback. It was all that. Going back like a Cadillac with four flats. Mm. All facts. 100% truth when I'm in the booth. Spit it like I lost a tooth. Not doing whatever y'all could do. I'm on a much higher plane when I'm saying what I'm saying. I ain't playing. It's a colorful flow like a crayon. My pronunciation is dense. I hit him with too many intense words, creating so much suspense. I never left, but I'm back. I'm right on track. You got that? I got that. You got it? I got it. <laughs> All right. Nice. I thought Steve was about to jump in. He had the rhyme. Come on, Steve. Uh, uh, and I'm killing verses. Uh, in a past life, I was still in purses. <laughs> But now I'm drilling nurses. <laughs> no, I didn't rehearse this. It's obviously freestyling on a Tuesday night. And yo, Steve's wildin'. I'm Italian like the stallion. I never been violent, but I got talent. Like the talent show. Yo, people be like, stop rhyming, yo. <laughs> I like top ramen though. So I'm trying to get the extra paycheck. Yo. The other day I had to shave my neck. Shit was wild hairy. My kids were like, Dad, you looking scary. Um, I never read the dictionary, but I played a little game of Pictionary. Can you check the words I'm sketching? Steve is out. He's ill, no question. Hey, nice. no question. Right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't had a Chrome Bill freestyle in a minute. Thank you for uh, citing that. It's fun, you know. Hell yeah. It's fun. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. I'm freestyling months. All right, Mike Speed, even with the wrong drums, Steve. I yeah, like you know. So, uh, word up. Thank you so much, Gary. Yeah, thank you all. We'll be we'll put this out Monday and uh, okay. shoot you the link, man. Blast it out. And we'll do the cool. same. So it's, it's Gary Lamar. Gary, you know how to spell Gary. L-A-M-A-A-R. Mm. Yep, yep. Uh, that's also... That's the name on Bandcamp. That's also the name on Instagram if I've seen it right. Yep. Uh, so check it out. Give him that Chrome Bills bump. Show the support. Yes. Thanks as always for stopping through, my man. You're welcome back anytime. Thank and you. I'm, I'm holding out for that. The next Claude Bennington record. The next Gary record. <laughs> all right. And all that. So yes, uh, many more freedom raps to come. <laughs> all right. Bye. Thank oh, you. Peace. 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 peace.